Mic check. It is currently Christmas as I sit here recording this because I'm going to be busy tomorrow, Saturday. Have the day off. And it is the second worst shopping day of the year. If you're in retail, you will know that it is the worst day for returns. It always happens. After working in retail for six years, I do not miss that. However, I used to always get the day after Christmas off. I used to try and finagle my way to doing that because I was slick like that. But I've actually got other plans going on that are happening. Uh, and because of that, I'm not recording tomorrow because time that I would be recording might be spent having a nice little chat with a couple friends. So I want to get this out of the way. I am recording this on my phone again. The microphone from before is just being too finicky. We didn't actually say it directly in the last episode of Juggle of Judgment that was released, the episode on the calm. I don't think we mentioned it, but that was recorded on my phone. As well as the next episode that's coming out. We recorded two episodes that day. And we have two more episodes to record this Sunday. We're trying to get a backlog. We've mentioned this before. We try and get a couple episodes ahead just in case we for whatever reason, can't get our schedules working or whatever stuff like, you know, having the microphone not work. So because of that, we are going to be actually three episodes ahead after tomorrow, which is awesome. Or not tomorrow, uh, Sunday rather. Before I get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, though, I did want to bring that up um, about the microphone stuff because uh, f most, I think, I think I've mentioned this before that my laptop is not great. It is very, very old and by very old. I mean, it's about six years old, which is a little bit older than most laptops tend to live for. And that might be one of the reasons why the microphone's not cooperating, things like that. But I have, um, super, super cool news. Um, a, a good friend of mine, is big into PCs and he knows how to like build and upgrade PCs. He's actually in the process of upgrading his current one and he is going to give me his old parts, some of his old parts to start building my own. And I won't be able to run stuff at like, you know, max super awesome settings, but I'll be able to run stuff pretty damn well. And that's going to be my base of operations. I don't know a whole lot about PCs. I won't, I won't, you know, lie and say that I do, but this will be much more convenient for me whenever I'm recording Juggalo Judgment. And I also uh, intend to use this as a gaming PC. Me and my buddy are actually going to be going um, to the store on, uh, on Sunday. So we're going to try and find the remaining parts I need and start building. I have a Steam account already. I actually had one for a while that I have a number of games on. Not a whole lot, but some. But this is going to be something that's going to be my dedicated uh, gaming rack at the moment because 
Uh, I couldn't get a PS5 <laughs> like I was trying to. And this is actually going to help push back my need for a PS5, if only a little bit. But what I'd like to do is actually start streaming. And I'm letting you guys know that now because if you guys are interested in watching that, I'd you know be even more inclined to do so. I'm going to be playing the games anyways, so why not stream? Why not showcase how bad I am at gaming, especially PC gaming? Um, I will not be doing anything that requires a keyboard because I can't fuck with it. I have to use a controller. Otherwise, I am lost because as somebody who's been pretty much raised on console gaming since I was like, what, five, maybe? It's a it's a drastic change for a computer, and I can't really mess that much. But I have a lot of older games that I want to get into and, and play again. I actually one of the, one of the largest chunks in my library right now is a bunch of Sonic the Hedgehog games, between some of the Genesis ones and even the ones from the Dreamcast. I have uh, Adventure One and Two that I was a huge fan of. They're not amazing by any stretch of the imagination. Don't get me wrong, but they're still fun. And uh, I'd like to, to do that. And there's currently the Steam sale going on, so I'm going to be grabbing even more games that are massively discounted. And yeah, I'd really like to do this. And even if it's if it's you know potentially playing with some of you guys, I know that a lot of people right now have gotten into playing Among Us. And I know that whenever it started getting popular towards the you know beginning-ish of quarantine, I kind of avoided it because I was like, yeah, it's not for me, especially because most people got to play on PC. And then I started watching videos about it, and I'm like, no, this seems pretty interesting. I'm probably going to be dog shit at it, but I do still want to try. And hey, at least I can say I tried. So I'll give you guys more details whenever that is actually finalized. If you guys are interested in checking me out streaming or want to add me on Steam, I'll give you guys info in the future. But I just wanted to let you guys know that, A, that's kind of why maybe these episodes don't sound quite as good um, is because they're still being recorded on my phone, but I still want to make sure that these episodes get to you guys and I hope you still enjoy them. So thanks. So let's get into the news. Now, I said before that I did want to do a top five of 2020 and I will, but I'm saving that for the end. That's the main event. I haven't really like actually like drawn out big reasons as to why that stuff's in my top five. It's just, hey, this is the shit that I think knocked out of the park the best. So, you know, maybe you'll be disappointed about that. I don't know. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the news. And there is some funny shit that has come out in the last uh, two-ish weeks. So some people have finally started getting their orders from Magic Ninja that contained the Freak Show Lunchbox Bundle. And remember, in that bundle was the only way to get a CD copy of the Disturbed and Unheard, which is a uh, an EP of tracks that were left off of Freak Show. And uh, people have been getting this CD, and it is not that CD. They didn't actually clarify it in the email where they brought it to people's attention that, you know, we finally got these out, and some of you already started getting them. And we understand that the CDs are are messed up because there was an issue at the, the the manufacturing place. Guys, do you know what's on that CD? It is the same CD as what was the Boondocks Crimson Crow sampler. 
So the track, uh, Get It In, and the actual sampler, the two-minute-something sampler that contains samples of about seven songs, that is what was contained on this CD. So as it stands right now, nobody has this CD. Nobody has the songs for this unless you were one of the hundred people who got the cassette from the Freak Show um, experience, the, that live show, if you pre-ordered that. So the only people who have the, these songs are people with a cassette player and bought that cassette. Come on. Come on. And here's the funny thing, too. They said that they were going to, you know, make sure that as soon as they get the the represses that are correct, they're going to send those out. I haven't even gotten an update on mine. So mine hasn't shipped. And so I'm wondering if they're postponing sending out any more of the bundles that were already finished until they're getting the, you know, finalized copy. But because of that, I don't have any of the stuff from that. I don't have the red album. Come on. Like, and it's it's out of their hands. I get it. But, eh, it happens. It happens. Twisted also announced the name of their newest album, the rock album that will be coming out in 2021. Again, I think they said it's going to be first quarter. It's going to be Unlikely Prescription. I I don't judge names, or rather I don't judge albums by the name. Because how can you garner what an album is going to sound like based off of an album title? You can't. You haven't heard anything about that from the title. Now, we do have a couple songs that were already released, notably Rose Petal and um, Perfect Problem, which I think those tracks are knocking out of the park. It's really, really interesting to hear Twisted shift into a you know rock sound and have a dedicated rock sound that you know Jamie is the one who's the rocker and Monoxide's always been the more hip-hop oriented one, but he's honestly starting to sound far more comfortable in this, you know, rock realm than he ever did before, in my opinion. And I'm really looking forward to that album. I do think that that could be a standout record from them. And I think it might have the impact that I think they reached for with Generation Nightmare, but didn't quite hit. So again, only time is going to tell. But we will see. We'll see. The October gift bags from ICP's Patreon are delayed still. And we were informed in this uh, from an email that said, that due to uh, the pandemic, it's been harder to get into the studio to create the final track. So those tracks that, quote unquote, we produced, you know, at the end of October, they haven't gotten those done. Now, here is my problem with this. We were first told that the reason why the gift bags hadn't gone out yet is because they got the coins in and the coins were not up to their standards and they were disappointed by that. Fine. 
I get that. But that was apparently the last thing that they were working on, the last thing they were waiting on. That's what we were told. But we hear now that those songs have not been finished. It has been almost two months. Now, before anybody gets on my case, I am not, I am not necessarily mad at this. I'm not pissed off about all this. I'm more in the shoes of a parent who's, you know, annoyed with their child. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And why am I disappointed? I'm disappointed because we've been lied to. We are not owed anything. Don't get me wrong. All I want is the truth. It's bad enough when Jump Steady had to tell us on the Juggalo show that we were not going to get Yum Yum Bedlam on Christmas, that that was being pushed back till March, but we were going to get Yum Yum Lure. Lore, lure, I don't know. I think it's lure. L-O-R-E. Anyways. Okay, fine. That's not a problem. Why is it that we didn't hear that from Violent J himself? Why has Jumpsteady got to be the voice for it? Is that so we can be mad at Jumpsteady for giving us this news and save face for ICP? I don't like that. I want to be given the actual reasons as to why shit's not getting done. Yes, we are currently in a pandemic. I understand that. But I also understand that you guys should not be giving promises that you cannot keep, especially, especially in this day and age. I have heard countless projects over the years be announced and then nothing come of them. Now, a lot of the stuff was before I was even listening to this music. But I have had my fair share of, oh yeah, we want to do this and this is going to happen. And then nothing. Hell, we already got confirmation of that earlier this year when Jay was talking about Looney Goons. We know it's not happening. But here's the other concern. Jay had said, or rather the email said, that due to having issues and finding an engineer, they couldn't get the tracks done. And that's interesting when you guys have Straight Jacket. If I remember correctly, Straight Jacket is Psychopathic's in-house engineer slash producer. He basically is filling in the role that Young Wicked had left open whenever Wicked was kicked to the curb slash left. So you're telling me that they're not available to do stuff? More on that in a bit. Last night, Thursday night, I was impatiently waiting for midnight to strike because I really, really, really wanted to hear Yum Yum Lure. Midnight comes around, nothing drops. Why are we being told? And this was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, the Jump Steady told us that Yum Yum Lore would be coming out on Christmas. 
It'd be available on iTunes, basically uh, wherever you could stream. And it would also be available for the people who subscribe to the Patreon in physical form. So where is it? Now, we were already given the email about the October CDs not being done. And that was, I think, this past weekend. Could be wrong. It might have been a little bit earlier than that. But hearing, again, the words, no engineer, tells me that they didn't have pretty much anything done for Yum Yum, whether it was Bedlam or Lore, if there were tracks that were going to be from Lore, or rather from Bedlam on Lore. So as it stands right now, the only track that we have is Ding Ding Doll, I believe. We have Mr. Uh, Nothing Man, which was the Hallow Wicked single, but that's not going to be on the album. I think it should be on the October EP, but who knows? It's probably not going to be the case. So we're 0 for 2 right now. This is all culminating in speculation. It's purely speculation. Last week, Twisted Shop, M&E Store, had a deal on their site where all orders, I don't know, I think it was literally all orders, got a download of the new holiday single, which was by Twisted and Boondocks. Unfortunately, I can't remember the name of it offhand. I should be looking at it right now. I should have typed it in on my notes, but I did not. I listened to it last night. It, it officially debuted on their YouTube yesterday on Christmas Eve. And it's not bad. It's not really like Christmas, but it's it's not bad. I, I like it. And honestly, it makes me want even more collaborations between Boondocks and Twisted. So. That's just something that I want. But anyways, people got this track early if they placed orders on MNE store, but we got the little premiere thing because it was a lyric video on YouTube. And that showed up, I think, on Monday. But what was interesting is if you went to the info, it had all the lyrics on it, which was interesting. And it also had produced by. This track was produced and mixed by Straightjacket. Psychopathics in-house engineer, Straightjacket. Now, maybe I'm just grasping reaching for something that isn't there. However, we were informed by Violent J during the quote-unquote shoot interview, I believe, that if you work with someone from MNE, that is a one-way street. So is Straight Jacket gone? Was he removed from Psychopathic? Did he go there? Did he leave Psychopathic on his own accord? 
Was he pissed off at how things were going behind the scenes? This is my issue is I don't like to throw shade for no reason. I don't want people to assume that I'm a hater for the sake of being a hater. I've mentioned this before. I don't like doing that. I am just pointing out what I'm seeing. We have no idea what things are like behind the scenes of psychopathic. But aside from ICP themselves, who has been there more than a handful of years? With the exception of Jumpsteady, Rude Boy, and Billy Bill. I don't know. I don't know. If it's true that Straightjacket is gone, that means ICP have nobody who can work behind the boards at the moment. No one who is dedicated to Psychopathic directly. Should they reach out to Mike Clark? See if he can go ahead and produce this next album or set of albums. Maybe that's what they need. Mike Clark doesn't do a lot of the trap-ish style stuff that we heard a lot of on Fearless Red Fury and Flip the Rat. But he has ICP sound down to a science. Are there other people that ICP can try and get in contact with? Now, Straightjacket, I believe, is from Detroit, so obviously that made it easier on them. Mike Clark is still based out of there, if I'm correct. But the other people that they were trying to get instrumentals and stuff from, like Devereaux, are not located there. So they got nobody to be at their studio. My thing is we need to stop hearing announcements way earlier than stuff is actually finished. I give a lot of credit to MNE because if you look through their short history, admittedly short history, they have announced countless projects. And about 95% of them, if a date was given, hit that date. I know that I mentioned about, you know, Boondocks was pushed from fall to winter. You know what? It came out December 18th. That's still technically fall. Winter Solstice wasn't for three more days. So there you go. Twisted wanted to release three albums this year. Unfortunately, they had to delay one of them. That's why Revelation came out later and why Unlikely Prescription is coming out next year. However, we also got a surprise EP on Halloween and For the Fam 3. This isn't a dick measuring contest between two labels that I enjoy, and it shouldn't be. What I just want is ICP to maybe say a week ahead of time, hey guys, the new Joker's card's coming out next week. Fuck, do a surprise drop. Everybody's doing that shit now. That's the word of mouth that people really pay attention to. Oh shit, did you see that Blah Blah Blah's new album just dropped? Fuck, gotta check that out. They haven't learned from Fearless Fred Fury. That you can't give an announcement that something is going to drop and then not deliver on that. All it's going to do is piss off your core audience. Juggalos are diehard fans. And sadly, a lot of us don't learn from the past mistakes. 
We just complain about them for years to come. I want good music. The sooner the better. But I also don't want to be let down because we were given information that was completely false. So if Straightjacket is officially gone from Psychopathic, I don't know what their options are right now. But shit. Straightjacket is whether he's doing stuff freelance or he is going to be officially part of MNE. People can complain that MNE is just taking Psychopathic's talent because they don't have you know anything original. To that I say, nah. When you think about all the people that have left Psychopathic over the years and so many of them have gone over to Magic Ninja and they're doing just fine, maybe it's because the people behind the scenes, the people in charge are not doing things correctly. Again, this is purely speculation. I don't know what's going on with Psychopathic right now. I know that another thing that was of note was that Big Ballas was on Wednesday. I know that one of our listeners was an attendee. They originally announced that 100 tickets were going to be sold, and then the venue said, no, we did not think that you were going to actually have people there. We thought this was just going to be a streaming event. So they brought it down to 50. I believe there were... Performances by Project Born, Ouija Mac, Big Hoodoo. I should note, I have not, not watched a single one of the Patreon streams this month. So I've paid seven, about 70 bucks and I haven't actually like done anything with it. So at this point, I'm waiting on a $70 CD that isn't done. But at the same time, I've seen some people say that the streams this month have not been good. Apparently, Violent J was not there. Shaggy, I guess at one point, just said Jay's at home sick. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes of Psychopathic. I think these last couple of years have really been taking a toll on some of the people there. And maybe they're just putting on an act that everything is just hunky-dory. Aside from the fact that Psychopathic, they said, has no money. I think all of the stuff is starting to catch up to Violent J. I think that maybe... It's affecting his mental state. He's just not doing good right now. If that's the case, Jay, take care of yourself, man. I don't know you personally. I've met you twice. But you've given me music that, as silly, nonsensical, and offensive as it can be, has given me a lot of joy throughout life. We still want that, but not at the expense of your health. And hell, maybe it was just a cold. 
I hope that's the case. That said, just take shit easy. <sighs> that shit was depressing. <laughs> well, I don't have really any other news. So I guess I can just go through my top five. I wasn't going to actually put these in any kind of order because some of the stuff I've gotten obviously more listens out of than others. And stuff's going to be changing here and there. And it took me a while to really think about this. I almost made it a top 10 and then I thought, no. I said a top five, I'm doing a top five. I can say some honorable mentions. I'll do that. I'll say some honorable mentions. I don't have the, the notes written, but I can think of them off, off the top of my head. Uh, Aurora by Breaking Benjamin. If you're not familiar with Breaking Benjamin, they're basically a, a butt rock group. But this album was all new versions of older songs. Uh, with the exception, I think, one brand new song on there. But they took... By far one of my favorite songs, if not my favorite song that they've done, which is called Dance with the Devil, which is from their album Phobia, probably their most successful album. Uh, and they added Adam Gontier from three day, uh, originally from Three Days Grace, now from uh, St. Asonia. Man, uh, he has probably my favorite voice in rock today. And yeah, that new version with him added on there, just mwah, chef's kiss. So Aurora, honorable mention. Uh, Cadaver by Blaze. I really, really liked this one. I think it's his best record in a while. Um, it's a fairly quick album too, which is nice. It's easier to digest. There were some parts that I don't think hit quite as well, but the fact that he's starting to move a little bit away from just I'm dead and I'm a gangster. <laughs> Even though there are literally two songs called there called I'm dead and I'm a G blaze is showing that he still could be versatile, which I really, really enjoy. Anything else? Jelly roll. Jelly roll. Second album, self-medicated. That shit was fucking great. His rapping ability and him singing. I I think that there are very few that can touch what he does right now. I think I'll leave it at that. I'm going to point out that my list has nothing from Strange Music. Self-Medicated would have been one of them on there, even though it's not officially strange. It's the, it goes up, but it doesn't matter. It's got a snake and a bat on the back. Strange, I don't know what's up with them. Obviously, I don't pay attention to everybody on the label anymore. There's too many people that I think sound far too similar now. 
but I didn't really listen to Interfere that much. And Chris Calico legend is okay. Bit of a bummer. If you told me 10 years ago, I'd be saying that I was bummed out with strange. Well, I could have probably done that back in 2015 as well, but that's beside the point. The oversaturation, y'all. 10 years ago, Psychopathic, Strange, and Suburban Noise were like the labels in the underground to check out because there was a little bit of something for everybody, especially with Subnoise. Subnoise had, you know, they had rap, they had some some rock, like punk rock groups and shit. They had a bit of everything. But now, man, the the landscape has changed immensely. So a bit bummer that there's no Strange on here, but nothing's jumped out at me. Jelly Roll was the closest thing to it. So I looked at this and I decided to just put this in order of when stuff was released. So this is not me rating it as a top five of this is the best, this is the worst. I'm not judging it that way. I don't think it's fair to do so. And uh, as such, the first one that I'm going to mention is The Riders. Do y'all remember that that came out this year? Remember that this came out in fucking January? Goddamn. It's so weird to think about music that came out before, like, the pandemic really, like, blew the fuck up. And I had to sit down and think, and I was like, yeah, The Riders was the first release from MNE this year. Notable for having the last appearance of Gmo Ski on MNE. Since we've never actually gotten a reason as to why he's not a part of the label, but clearly he's not there anymore. He's doing his own thing. It's a bit of a bummer because Gmo, I think, could have really been somebody they could have had as like the future of MNE. But I don't know if he just didn't have the record sales for it or what, but that's beside the point. He was part of the Riders album. And the Riders album is unique for, if you haven't heard it, having about 20-something members. I, I can't remember what it is for sure, but it's around 20, give or take a few. And you've got, you know, the normal ones there with, you know, Lil Shank, Fofo, uh, Cell Block and Young Dirt, those are the ones we already knew about, but then you have literally everybody else from the label, even people who we've never heard rap before. And by that, I mean Dustin. <laughs> Still waiting on his album to come out. He goes by uh, 5X whenever he is the hype man for Blaze. So I'm waiting for his album. I don't remember what his uh, alter ego for Riders was but it's interesting when we hear like Alazoli Lu doing like gangster stuff when that's not what they do Red was on there Buckshot and Class were on there like it was a big like celebration of Riders and it honestly has one of the coolest ending tracks on a Riders album yet something that was like kind of positive and then we have Lil Shanks verse where he's Basically, I don't know if it's extending an olive branch or if he's just saying, you know, hey, 
I hope that you guys are doing okay in response to people from the psychopathic writers. I also listened to the track Dump Dump I don't know how many fucking times this year. If anything stuck with me, it was that track. If only because it's to, it, it took the instrumental for, for Jump. But the Riders album is honestly my favorite Riders project that's ever come out. Um, maybe it'll change whenever we get to some of the other Riders albums in, in Juggalo Judgment, but I think it was one of the most solid ones, and it was mixed incredibly well too, so that definitely helped it. But the Riders first release that we got this year, and it was solid as fuck. And then there's a bit of a dry spell. The remaining four are all things that came out in the last couple months. And I don't know why it worked that way, but I I don't know. But that's that's honestly the case. And the next one up is Alazolulu Mausoleum. I told you guys before that that is so on point for what I wanted out of Alazolulu. And I remember when I started listening to their stuff and I got, you know, Head of Horns and Necronomicron and um, Sicko or Psycho. I don't know what it is. Those albums were really solid, but Head of Horns I thought was fucking amazing. And uh, when The Almighty dropped, there were the singles and there was uh, Venomous, which stood out to me the most. And then most of the other stuff was kind of just, okay, it's there. I re-listened to The Almighty before I got The Mausoleum and thought, no, you know what? This is a fucking great album. Same thing with uh, Church of Zul. I I re-listened to that and realized, no, this is good. And Mausoleum beats both of them. It's an example of how in today's day and age, I think, horrorcore still has a place. Now, I don't listen to any of the more, I don't know if I want to say hardcore, horrorcore acts like, uh, for example, it's a scum, okay? I don't listen to that. I think that there's a, a, a line that gets crossed every now and then that I just can't mess with. That's just me. But for what Alazolu tried to accomplish with the mausoleum on top of its production and its mixing, second to none. And it might, it might be my favorite release that MNE dropped this year. It's really weird to say that, but it honestly may be the case. Next up is Revelation. I told you guys before that I I sound like a broken record with Mad Season, but Mad Season was a compilation to me. And I will give it another shot in the future, but right now it's the one that has a couple cool singles and a really nifty cover of Hungry Like the Wolf. Other than that, I cannot pinpoint where they were in their headspace in the creation of that record. But Revelation, we got it. It's some of the most tight rap that Jamie and Paul have ever done. Monoxide is killing it at this point. It's it's very, very cool whenever I think about 
how when I started listening to Twisted, Monoxide was kind of an afterthought to me. It was Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. And over the years, Monoxide's getting better and better on every fucking album. And I don't know, maybe that's gotten to his head, but it also forces him to improve even more. I think that Revelation is stellar front to back. It feels like a far more complete album than what Mad Season did. And it honestly is is one of their best to date. It's still far too early for me to say where that fits overall in the grand scheme of their discography. I think I may enjoy it better than Generation Nightmare. However, Generation Nightmare has those rock tracks that are among the best that Twisted have ever done. And so I'm a bit partial to those ones. But I think I mentioned before that Revelation, while I was excited for it, I don't have the same level of excitement for that as I do for Unlikely Prescription, the rock album. So the fact that I still think that Revelation is this high up, in my opinion, I think that speaks a lot. And Twisted, at this point, it's going to take a lot for them to deviate to bad territory, in my opinion. Revelation, fucking solid. And hell, we got For the Fam Volume 3 around the same time if you, you know, spent 75 fucking dollars. And for that being, you know, a compilation of really MNE, solid as a backup. I'll throw that as an honorable mention too. For the Fam 3 is fucking fun. Oh, and another honorable mention. I totally fucking forgot. The songs of Sam Haney P. So fucking cool. There, th- that is a beginning to end. It is an EP. It is short-ish. It's great. Why the fuck didn't I say that before? I'm an idiot. God damn it. <sighs> All right, back on track. Next one up is Boondocks. Yes, I didn't mention that I got the Boondocks album. I didn't mention that I listened to it or anything like that because I just wanted to talk about it here. Fuck. I started listening to it on the day of release. I didn't get it in until yesterday, which kind of sucked, but whatever. I understand nowadays it's fucking fine. Boondocks. I Okay, I'm going to say this. The fact that I am saying an album that I've only had a week to spend time with is in my top 20 or top 20. Fuck. Top five of 2020. You got to you got to hear me out on this one. I have been a fan of Boondock since about 2007. The first album of his I ever purchased was Pumpkinhead. Okay. And I listened to that album a lot. And when Crimson Creek came out, I was fucking hooked. Okay. Crimson Creek to this day has been my favorite Boondocks album because it moved a little bit off of the, yes, I'm just an evil scarecrow person that was established in the harvest. And we still got that, but he also moved to far more personal topics in there. And Boondocks has become a person who I think is the only other act who can get as emotional as him without sacrificing any kind of quote-unquote wickedness or integrity is twisted, okay? Boondocks is fucking great. 
But we've had South of Hell, we've had Abaddon, we've had The Murder, which I think have been okay at best. Crimson Crow blows all those out of the water. And I think it is his best album yet. I think it's better than Crimson Creek. I'm saying that now. I've been struggling with that for a while now. And I will need more time to, to give an official, official, official word on it. But I will say here, Crimson Crow is his best album yet. I don't know what the fuck it is that he does to, A, have that quote-unquote wicked shit every now and then. Because that's not quite as prominent. You have it, especially on tracks like Get It In. Which, that's a single, and I don't even think it's one of the best songs on the album. It's okay, but I think there's stuff that's so much better and should have been pushed as such. But the, again, level of personal connection that he can give is almost unmatched. I love it. I fucking love this record. And not only is he strong, but there is not a single bad guest feature on it. I mentioned before that we had uh, Ritz. Ritz is on the first fucking track. He kills it. His verse is dope. Fits well with the rest of the song. It's good. Uh, great verses by Buckshot. Jamie Madrox has a very emotional one at the very end of the album. And another one who stands out is Blaze. And I wanted to mention this, um, but I, whenever I mentioned about Cadaver, Blaze, while he's always solid on his own, he is stellar when called upon for a guest verse. Between his guest verses for Boondocks here, uh, for Insane on Lex the Hexmaster's second EP this year, Blaze does not have a bad guest verse. He always shows up, gives it his all, and damn, like he is the guest verse MVP. I fully believe that, especially on MNE. So. Goddamn. I'm going to start rapping and I'm going to ask Blaze for a verse and I'm going to sell so many copies just because it has Blaze on there. It won't be because of me. He's going to outclass me and that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> for somebody that, you know, we we criticized in earlier episodes because it seems like he didn't write his own stuff, that it was primarily Jamie Madrox. Um, God, he he's just – it's a night and day difference for Blaze nowadays. And like I said, his guest verses are – pretty much unmatched and that's that's why the track on uh, that he helped uh boondocks with on here is incredible but boondocks's album flows very well from beginning to end i don't really even think that there's a bad track i am so impressed with it and i should also state that i tweeted about it like the day after it dropped after i had a listen and Boondocks retweeted it and it got like fucking 20 something likes and all this shit. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I was just, you know, giving you props and everybody's liking my tweet. So yeah, Boondocks, if you haven't heard Crimson Crow yet and you're a fan of his music, go and check it out. You are doing yourself a disservice by not having listened to it yet. I love it. I fucking love that record. And the final one, I feel like this is not going to be a surprise, but 
When Shmeev and I had recorded our last two episodes, when we were doing this, uh, we did not do it on our normal day. We normally record on a Sunday. Unfortunately, because of obviously the microphone and everything, we didn't get to. We did not get to record until Thursday night. <laughs> so we recorded and then three days later, uh, our Calm episode came up. But we started recording after I had finished work. And by the time we finished recording two episodes, it was a quarter after 12. And what did I have to do immediately? I said, Shmeev, give me a second. I need to look at Instagram real quick. I go to Instagram. I type in the letters E-M. The first person who comes up is Eminem. I click and there is a cover for a new album. Music to be murdered by was going to be on my list. It really, really was because I was like, man, I listened the fuck out of that record earlier this year. Remember whenever that came out in January, pre-coronavirus and everything? Back on, I think it was Sunday or Monday, there was a leaked cover that was going around saying, Music to be murdered by Side B Deluxe Edition. And we were like, what the fuck? And then the rumor mill started that he was releasing a new album. And sure as shit, another fucking surprise drop. Although this one obviously had some leaks leading up to it. Remember that Kamikaze and Music to be Murdered by the first one had both released with no like no promotion or anything. They just dropped. Surprise drops. It fucking happened and that's it. This one technically also a surprise drop. But we still kind of had, you know, minor leaks ahead of time. What's interesting about this record is it is 16 new tracks at the front and then has the original 20-track album, Music to Be Murdered By, the first one, after. I kind of wish that they would have flipped it the other way because it just feels awkward. But whatever, I understand. It's okay. So I am kind of cheating with this one because it's a deluxe edition. but. The 16 tracks that are from Side B are all new tracks, and this is a full, complete album now. By the way, if you haven't checked it out and if you want to get a copy of Eminem's album physically, he does have a site that has the physical ones. I remember back whenever I ordered the one for Music to be Murdered by, the first one, I forgot that I had ordered it, and when the CD just showed up, I was like, oh yeah, cool. So I don't think that physical copies of this album are out yet. But the physical ones you can order from his site have an alternate cover. So that was one of my main reasons for picking that up. And I'm pretty sure, obviously, this is going to be a two-disc. But anyways, Eminem, say what you will. And you will do so. I know that you will. There are people who believe he is in contention for one of the greatest rappers of all time. There are people who say that he should not be in rap at all. That his spot is not worthy of being in anymore. There are people who think that he is way past his time. Rap is interesting in the sense that longevity is looked at as either a gift or a curse in that you have people who can still consistently make really fucking good music and be praised for it. And you also have people that are like, oh, you're still fucking making music? I thought you fell off, you know, 10 years ago. There's people who believe that with Eminem right now. I don't think that's the case. If you're a fan of current Eminem of the 
slick wordplay of the fast raps. Guess what? You're getting more of that shit here. Now, I haven't dug as deep into Side B as much as I did with the first album. Obviously, I listened to the first album more um, throughout the year. But this album is not bad. There are no bad tracks on this as well. Now, mind you, this came out the same time as Boondocks' album. Do you know how much that pissed me off? Do you know how much it pissed me off that I could not just dedicate more and more time to Boondocks' album or to Eminem's album that I had to share the same day with both of them? That was some bullshit, man. That was some bullshit. Also, there were people who were pissed off that Eminem dropped this album on that day because I guess Paul McCartney released an album as well. And other artists had moved their release dates to not coincide with him out of respect. And apparently Eminem doesn't give a shit. But then there's me who also doesn't give a shit because I don't fucking care. <laughs> so take that as you will. I don't know. The new Eminem record is from a wordplay perspective, fucking fantastic. Although people laugh at the line, uh, You've heard of Chris Christofferson? Well, I'm pissed, pissed Offerson. Amazing. Give him every award ever. It is necessary. We must send those lines out as a transmission to space for the aliens to hear and quake before our mighty, mighty lyricist. I believe, uh, what's the one track? I think it's, I think it's called Alfred's Theme. It's like the first or second song on the album is epic. I love the instrumental for it. And uh, it's playful, but really, really well done. I haven't, uh, I, I know that he he calls out some people on it. He calls out Snoop Dogg on on the track Zeus. Uh, I guess that was in, in response to Snoop Dogg saying earlier this year that uh, I think M's not as good as he was or something like that. I, I have no idea. I didn't really dig further into that. But I will call out. It was either Double XL or Hot New Hip Hop. They had a list of like every rapper that Eminem mentions in Music to be Murdered by Side B. And they did not put ICP on there. He specifically mentions ICP on one of the songs. And then and then nothing. Where's the respect? Where's the recognition? It's not even fair. It's bullshit. But again, side B, really fucking good. And combined with the first music to be murdered by, which I greatly enjoyed. Again, there's also a handful of tracks in there that aren't perfect. I will freely admit that. I don't think that Marsh is that good. And uh, there was another track. It might have been like the one right before or something that is a bit lackluster to me. But Tracks like Darkness are, are great. In Too Deep is one of my favorite ones. Um, but yeah, Eminem, two fucking great releases this year and a solid way to end the year. Honestly, I really, really enjoyed everything. I wish I could be saying to you guys that, you know, yum, yum lore. Hey, this is a great surprise from ICP. And, you know, I actually like it so much that I can say it's in my top five and I've only heard it one time, but I can't do that. I can't, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you guys wanted me to go more in-depth about those 
releases, this was it was hard for me to just even like knock down how uh, or who was taking those spots for me. So I just wanted to kind of get these out there uh, as best as I could. So with that, I have nothing else to really say. I don't know if maybe later tonight I'll do my final listens for the recording that Shmeev and I have to do on Sunday, but um, I'll get there at some point. And um, and yeah, so guys, it is the end of the year. This is the last thing that's going up from Juggalo Judgment uh, in 2020. This was a shit year. It was a shit year for the world. Um, and, you know, it's been rough on a lot of people. A lot of people. Probably some of the people who are listening to this right now. I don't know if I have words of wisdom to give y'all. I guess I can just say that I really hope things improve. I look forward to 2021 being, fingers crossed, significantly better than what we experienced this year. From myself and Shmeev, I wish y'all a happy new year. Be safe. Wish you the best of health and a lot of good fortune to come your way. Thank you, as always, for listening to us and for listening to my solo episodes. Please feel free to hit us up on social media, Juggalo Judgment pretty much everywhere. You can hit me up on Twitter at MikeSpawn, the S-E-J, or on Instagram at Straight Edge Juggalo. Please hit me up. I really love talking to y'all. Um, I love talking about Juggalo shit. It's a lot of fun for me because I don't have a lot of people in person that I can chat with about that stuff. So even if it's just shooting the shit and, you know, chatting about your favorite albums or whatever, let's fucking go. Let's do it. With that, again, take care, everybody. Stay safe. Much love to y'all. Peace out.